Mercury retrograde and wondrous solar flares have an impact upon communication and also stir our heart's awakening. So I'm happy for this opportunity that we can visit together online, on the phone, through the ethers. May the expanding heart of awareness within each of us reveal ever more clarity. May the wisdom seed that is within us flourish and grow. And may appearances reveal their natural luminosity as we move through time and space. Let us consider how wonderful it is to have the opportunity of a human body. And just as we've grown from being children into adults, also our solar system, our galaxy, is in a process of growth. So these uh, unusual frequencies, the electrons and the protons emitted by the sun, they are also quickening our understanding that we are each united in a field of luminosity, and as such, we are ultimately one, like effervescent bubbles arising from the wave as it touches the shore, we appear momentarily as individuals, yet we are one as we settle into the remembrance of our natural state. So how do we remember? How do we awaken within this dream that we call life, this consensus reality? that we choose to believe as real. One practice to awaken within the dream uh, begins with first giving thanks for the day and observing one's behavior, speech, activity throughout the day. And if you notice in review that you did not live up to your personal mission to walk and talk as a luminous being, then make note and make correction in the light. Have water with you beside your bed, that water a reminder of your natural, pristine nature. While it may appear cloudy when it's first poured into the glass, Ultimately, the illusion settle, confusion settles, and we recall our natural wisdom state. In the practice of awakening within the dream, we first observe the dream state, and so we place a pen and pens, a pen and paper, beside our bed, where we will, as we awaken. Write down whatever comes through our hands, whatever thoughts come to mind. And as we fall into sleep, we make the commitment that we will be aware and that we wish to raise our hand within the dream and call the gentle rains that support 
and nourish the seed of wisdom in every being and every situation. So that intention to raise one's hand as we are dreaming is the first step to awakening within the dream. And then the invitation, the prayer, that gentle rain falls upon the parched ground to nurture the seeds of wisdom potential in every situation. That is the second layer of awakening in the dream. And thus one can see clearly the relationship of our thought and emotion to the appearances that are arising. And as the gentle rains fall, consider the wisdom potential you wish to bring forth. What is your growing edge? What do you choose to polish? And what thoughts have you decided to lead from the garden of your mind? So the step to awakening within the dream Sometimes it seems uh, quite remarkable and it can even be humorous when you have the sense and the question, am I dreaming or is someone else dreaming? And am I awake or am I sleeping? And so those questions, questioning the apparent reality is a method to uncover your natural wisdom state and to also awaken to your wisdom potential. Because indeed what we call life and even what we name as water, air, are based upon agreements that our minds make. We've decided together that we call this place Earth, and indeed it is home. And we are also connected with the vastness of space. When our attention is on the details of caring for family, getting to work, uh, keeping things neat, staying healthy, uh, we may not remember all of our relations in this dream. And so the next step to see the background thoughts and to understand the layers of the reality that we ourselves through thought, word, and deed are generating is to sense with your heart, to feel your heart as if it is a pulsing field, aware that from the spiraling energies within the heart, there is an electromagnetic field that connects us with one another, connects us with the infinite universe. So for a quiet moment, take note of your pulse beat. And observe your breath. 
And then imagine from that spiraling energy within the heart that there is a larger field, like a rainbow torus ring. Imagine a donut that is hollow, covered with spiraling rainbow and empty inside. And this is our awareness of our body, our mind, our interaction with matter. And then imagine surrounding this a second rainbow torus ring. It is more expansive. It is attuned to your environment, family clan, your imagination, your ideals you wish to accomplish. And then imagine surrounding all this a third rainbow torus ring as vast as all space. Spine erect, tongue on the roof of the mouth. Imagination, the wings of thought, reveal that we are moving everywhere, simultaneously, while appearing to sit still. Cascading waves of rainbow light flow through us. Rainbow torus rings Spiraling energies. All this is occurring within us. Consider the people who have been kind to us and let us give thanks. And let us consider and observe the background thoughts that vibrate in the field, the torus ring close to our body and the extended field of our relations with the environment and others. Listen quietly and observe the thoughts that move through you. Are you thinking about tomorrow? Do you think about yesterday? Focus on your breath, the light moving within, fully present in the moment. What is a hindrance? What are the thoughts we've outgrown? A hindrance, it may be the idea that something is impossible, the idea that one cannot 
do this or that. All appearances have arisen from space. Thought is energy. So let us corral those wild thoughts and let us look within to see what we carry as an echo or a imprint of another time Visualize yourself as luminosity and observe the moving thoughts of yesterday, tomorrow, as just that, moving energy. Sense within your body any place that calls for more ease. Is there information that you're waiting to uncover that is stored within your body-mind? Observing the flow of energy through the heart and the body and the movement of the breath. Should there be memories of yesterday that appear unpleasant, offer them into the light that yourself and others may gather from what appeared as unpleasant, skillful methods of accomplishment. Observe your background chatter. What do you call yourself? How do you speak to yourself? Are you comparing yourself to others' expectations? Or do you hear the voice of your heart as the explorer with your mission statement clear? Each of us has chosen to be born here and now for a reason, to meet and share in this way, to reflect and express that luminous space that is our natural state. Sometimes the background thoughts, they can be stored in the energy pathways of the body. One may think it is a hindrance or an obstacle or something difficult to overcome. And when we recognize the energy as just that, and we make apology for any errors or harm we may have caused, and we establish that I shall walk and talk and behave in this way so that seed of wisdom potential within me will indeed flourish and grow. How to see the background thoughts that support growth or hinder growth?
What supports growth is your natural wisdom state and the motivation to awaken and the intention to alleviate suffering and to transform the appearances of suffering in our own lives and also those we meet. So what are the hindrances? Something very simple, like wanting, not wanting, liking, not liking, wishing to possess or pushing away, fear, doubt, these become hindrances as such. They may even obscure our breath and the movement of light within our own being. Consider that being born, we know we are getting older. Eventually, someone experiences illness, old age, and death. All this is part of the dance. It's part of the exploration. So the greatest hindrance is doubt in your ability to accomplish and realize your awakened wisdom state. How do you correct such patterns? You acknowledge what you are learning and the ways in which you grow. Consider those aha moments where you had direct insight of the sound of the wind carrying a song that spoke to your own heart. Let us apologize to ourselves and others for what might have been, could have been, should have been. What can be a hidden obscuration is the energy of resentment, thinking I could have done this or that, ah, or thinking they could have done this or that. What has occurred, what is occurring, is open to our interpretation. I can see the skater falling and think, oh, or I can see the skater falling and getting up and saying, ah, how wonderful. So what charge do we place upon our experience? Do we define our growth according to other people's standards? Or do we recall that ideal that is within each of us to learn to work with our body-mind, to polish the skills of the mind. Uh, this is the call. 
and the calling, and to settle in to the wisdom that is our natural state. So conflictual thoughts and the deeper conflicts are doubt that we are part of the field or that there is not a uh, wondrous wisdom connecting us all or doubt in one's ability to accomplish. Well, let those doubts be replaced with the realization that as beings of energy, wisdom is our natural state and that we are part of the field and consider the teachings of the wise ones who have gone on before as tuning forks, bringing us into vibration of our natural awakened state. And those awakened beings who have gone on before, their song still resonates through each of us. And very often, this becomes the lifeline that brings one from the whirlpools of confusion to seeking the mirror lake of wisdom. There is an old story that was told to me many years ago by a very precious Lummi elder, and it is the story of the salmon who make their way from the wild ocean. Somehow they sent tendrils of the sweet water from whence they came. And they move through rapids and whirlpools, and they even leap over waterfalls to make their way again to that magic lake that lake that mirrors the wisdom of all things. So the same inclination also calls us to remember our natural state. So we may begin by thinking that home is outside, it is somewhere else. And like the salmon, we may go through many hurdles escaping the gapping jaws of wild bears until we settle in to that quiet space that is actually within us. So the answers and the mystery are within each of us, and wise beings, they point the way and share their experience that we too may recall how to settle again into the heart's natural wisdom. So who do we apologize to for unkind words or deeds to those to whom we've called harm? And to ourselves, we make apology for forgetting and with that apology comes a commitment that, oh, yes, we shall remember. We shall remember all that we are. 
so that we may walk, be awake, and may those we meet recall their natural luminous state. So how to energize the thought for thoughts that support beneficial accomplishment? Hmm. How to energize the thoughts that support beneficial accomplishment? Imagine you're in a doorway, your own doorway, and as you stand in the doorway, the sun is shining, you can hear the birds singing, and consider what it is you shall accomplish that day and how it will benefit your family, clan, all beings with whom you have relationship knowingly and all within the field. So, for example, uh, you are working to uh, speak more positively. So as you stand in the doorway, envision yourself speaking with others with whom in the past you may have had difficulty. Uh, see yourself and those speaking together with kindness, mutual respect, and accomplishing a particular goal. So the act of visualization and the naming of that which you choose to accomplish becomes like a tuning fork that reminds you, oh yes, we can accomplish this. Oh yes, we shall accomplish this. So there is importance in our mind speech and our visualization. So choose in this moment as you're standing in the open doorway of a brand new day, birds singing, a beautiful clear sky. Choose three areas in your life that you wish to see further illuminated. So I wish to acknowledge my co-workers. I wish to see transformed the energy of aggression in my heart, speech, action, and in the field. And then Thirdly, you think of the particular task you will do that will be energized with the first two intentions. Conceptualize, visualize, energize. With the prayer, may all beings recall their natural wisdom state. And the Patterns of illusion, what you thought were obstacles, then begin to reveal opportunities. So how to energize the thoughts that support beneficial accomplishment? With willingness, with love, 
with understanding that all appearances are vibration and choosing to energize the vibration and result that will reveal wisdom and joy and also transform what appears as limitation that family, clan, all relatives, all beings may find their way to the shore free from illusion to that clear state within the heart. Then there's the process of transmutation. Transmutation is the uh, the taking of something uh, base, and it is often expressed in terms of alchemy as taking a base metal and turning it into gold. And so even what may look like an obstacle, a challenge, perhaps illness, change, loss, this too can reveal the elixir of wisdom's gold. So how? In a simple way, we recall that just as food is transformed within our stomach, within our body-mind, when there appears an emotion of fear, we can energize the energy of accomplishment, of courage. You may say, well, what if I don't feel courage? We can imagine it. And through the wings of imagination, we find ourselves in that state. Because indeed, all appearances have arisen from our mind. So imagining the what-ifs, let us imagining, let us together imagine the waves of awakening and the transmutation of of anger, say, if one person towards another. How shall it be transformed? First, acknowledge that we are human beings, and as such, we are walking together upon the earth, vibrating within the field. And may the appearance of anger, which is a fire itself, as we conscientiously consider that all appearances are one, that anger, it may be transformed into love, into cooperation. Perhaps there is a doubt that the human family will make its way to the shore. Understand the power of the mind, that doubt is a constructed thought, and the vision of accomplishment is actually our natural state. It's like water going downhill or the wind blowing through the trees. It will blow, and the water does flow, just as our intelligence flourishes and grows when we allow the 
illusions of separation to fall away or the illusions of limits. Uh, certainly, there are limits. If you haven't skied before, you don't want to go on the ski jump. So you practice on the bunny run. In a sense, we make small steps so that you may remember that you are part of creation and that your speech and thought are energy for change and growth. So a simple test, and you may have heard me speak of this before, is working with two plants. One you just leave in another room and ignore, and the other you say each day, thank you, plant, for your beauty. You water them both, one you communicate with. And so it becomes clear, oh, this plant I communicate with, it flourishes and grows. We did an experiment in Munich with school children, and we gave them plants to say all the things they loved and liked about life, and another set of plants to say all the things they hated. And after three days, the children didn't want to continue because they saw the plants they complained to, the plants they spoke of what they didn't like, they very quickly appeared ill. So we have this opportunity to test the power of our speech. Um, there are deep threads and there are cultural threads and things that we may have thought were tradition. Like those who lived during the Depression, they have a certain way of speaking about uh, being prepared for the winter. Those who've lived in the summer country have no concept of preparing for a winter because their food is flowing all year long. So there are in our mental streams and part of our consensual agreements certain belief systems. And so there is a, a belief system that has spoken of limits and spoken of not enough. Yet the field of mind is abundant. And when we direct our minds to expressing that abundance, there is enough for everyone. No need to grasp or hold because the universe is continually providing. When we recall the power of our voice and mind to manifest. So some may think, oh, having a job, that is the security. And another would think, well, let me make something. Let me create something that many can benefit. And that is a way. Uh, 
one understands that they are a co-creator of what occurs, and another idea is that, oh, we must have uh, someone else uh, set the way. So, in a sense, we understand how leaders arise because they are willing to take the steps that others are not so sure of. And the pathway to your natural wisdom state, it doesn't require you go anywhere or follow anyone because the wisdom is right within. So let those wise beings who have gone on before, let them be um, mirrors of our own potential, our willingness to explore. So as we explore, it is clear that people have cooperated in uh, creating certain systems. And then when the system gets out of balance, then, oh, we need to grow and find another way of cooperating and working together. And so this, in a sense, became uh, what's known as the co-op movement, where people began cooperating, uh, growing their crops together and taking them to market together. And you also see it among artists who inspire each other. We speak, we listen to each other's music. Ah, that is another way. Ah, so cooperation is also building together and understanding that while we appear as different individuals, we are definitely united in this field of awareness. And the universe is bountiful. Energy is continuously created and changing. And so we, too, have this opportunity for growth. So should there arise a thought? of fear, or should there be the obstacle of how, or even the echoes of the past, let us be mindful and apply the remedy of the moment. Consider each day our precious opportunity, and at the end of each day, Look at what you've accomplished and see where you can continue to express your growing wisdom and uh, arising skillful methods. And perchance you'll see you did not live up to your capacity. Then take note and make inner correction so it does not become a pattern. So how do you conceptualize, visualize, and energize? 
Where's your toothbrush? Can you see it? Do you know where you left it? In a sense, that's conceptualizing and visualizing. And so to energize the ideal, you're visualizing. Oh, I conceptualize that we as human beings can sustain one another and create energy that uh, brings forth wisdom and benefit without harm. That's an idea. So we've read about zero-point energy. We understand that some people have experimented with crystals and seen that they could keep buildings warm. And for ourselves, we begin the process of, okay, I am a being of energy and light. That's the concept. There's a seed of awakened wisdom within me. I am one with all that is. How shall I express that in this precious human life? Standing in the doorway of a new day, visualize yourself accomplishing particular goals. Visualize your awakened, inviting speech and your weaving webs of cooperative action that vibrate with the song of awakening and energize this with the prayers of appreciation for the gift of life and dedicate your own experience, your exploration, even when you may think you've fallen down. May other beings find their way. May all understand the vibration of the field. It is sometimes described in Hindu scriptures and in Buddhist texts. Uh, in Hindu scriptures, it's referred to as Indra's web. And we can see the connection to quantum uh, mechanics and also to string theory. So there are these spiraling threads of energy potential. And where they cross, they create jewels. In a sense, those jewels are us. And all is vibrating. It is like a flag, threads, a web of life that connects all. So... May we awaken each day with appreciation and state clearly the things we shall accomplish, the outer activity, the inner activity, and the building activity. And how do you know that you are not separate from the dream? Experiment. Light a candle. Imagine the flame becoming taller and taller. As the energy moves freely within your own body, the candle 
flame elongates, or you may talk to the plants as the children in Munich did. We are all one in this field. Can you see it? Will you see it? Of course you do. So the symbol of the sphere, the, that is a ball, it is also a symbol of all forms connected. And with understanding of the sphere, the circle, one also begins to see the patterns of relationship building. So first there is the baby's awareness of their their body hungry, ready for uh, food or to be picked up. Then, oh yes, a sense of relationship. This one brings me milk, this one holds me. And you have a friend somewhere, and one of my friends somewhere will know that friend. And that is sometimes spoken of as three or six degrees of separation. In truth, uh, there is no separation. We are indeed connected. And it is wonderful. And so the sphere reminds us of that. And Moldavite, which is a meteoric uh, glass-like stone, it has the capacity uh, to reveal the space within us and to clarify our inner vision and to stabilize our spiritual practice. And so these uh, were questions people had asked me over time, and they became the basis of tonight's discussion. The answer is within each of us. Conceptualize a world of beauty. Visualize it. Energize it with your prayer, your appreciation, and let us each do what needs doing. So this concludes the lecture part, and I seem to have gone a bit too long. And so now, would you like to ask questions? It is a good time. Thank you, Venerable. So people can... Press star 2 to raise their hand, or you can type in a question. Well, I have a question about the Moldavite. Mm -hmm. So I have a piece here, and I... I'm wondering, just when I hold a piece of Moldavite in my hand, I feel it so strongly right away. 
and uh, I I wonder if you have any sense of is this uh, a stone that people would wear in jewelry or uh, hold for long periods of time? Do you do you have any recommendations about? Yes. Yes, some people when they are choosing uh, and working in the the realm of pacifying the illusions of separation and uh, awakening the heart remembrance of our vastness, the moldavite is very helpful. So one may wear it just as a thymus. Or one can practice uh, holding it in the left hand uh, in meditation. I'm curious, why the left hand? Uh, Receptivity. Right hand giving, left hand receiving. Thank you. Again, star two to raise your hand, or you can type in a question online. I had a another question, and you were talking about healing this doubt. What if you're doubting whether or not you have the ability or that it's possible for you to awaken within the dream. And I, my sense is that, for me, that was a very debilitating thought. And it, I, I grappled with it for a number of years. And I really felt distressed over it, the 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 doubt that I had what it took to awaken within the dream. And I know at that time, I felt that, yes, I was learning, but I was learning so little. And that at times I felt like I wasn't learning anything. And that was simply a judgment. It wasn't true. So in that if we if we're experiencing that that we have tremendous doubt about whether or not we're spiritually stupid let's say just to give it a label what what would you advise when experiencing doubt i think one needs to create some certainty and you begin in small ways uh and experiment with the candle experiment with a plant. These are ways that one can turn aside the doubt uh, in terms of our interrelatedness. Doubt about accomplishing and realizing your wisdom nature. You look at how you may have responded to disturbance three years ago, five years ago, and how you respond today. So you begin to look at the steps you've taken and say, oh, yes, I have accomplished something. Oh, yes, I have learned something. 
and most importantly, you want to acknowledge those moments of direct insight. So when doubt shows its face, consider what you can do to test it. Do you believe the doubt is real or do you test it? And so the oak seed has no doubt it will become a tree, yet when a child sees it, how could it be? So uh, one can acknowledge the steps you are taking and not to compare oneself with others. Yes, that's very helpful. And what I also remember, Venerable, is that there were times in that doubt when it almost felt as though I liked the idea that it wasn't possible for me. <laughs> so what do you do if you have that thing? Well, th those are a certain thought matrix that are created in a sense uh, that people agree to, yet it's not our true nature. So for a time, people thought they there must be an intermediary between me and the ultimate, because how could me realize the ultimate? And then there awoke the understanding that the ultimate that is appearing in the intermediary is also within me. Yes. I'm also recalling that at that in those moments when I had that strong feeling of in a sense cherishing this idea that it was beyond me. I couldn't do it. I didn't have what it took. I was too far gone, it's too bad, too uh, mean, too unkind, too whatever, uh, that there was a sense of delight in the specialness of my suffering. Oh, yes. That does indeed happen. Uh, Self-cherishing of one's own suffering. Uh, then look around at the world and see those who are joyful when they can grow a cabbage. Or look at the... Uh, yesterday there was a marathon in New York and there was one woman who had spinal bifida and uh, she was able to do all four, the Grand Slam of those marathons. Did she accept other people's doubt about her commitment to be a racer? No, 
She didn't accept other people's projections or even the idea that she could not. So that's an example. When someone is feeding doubt, oh, look, so-and-so is able and ha, huh, I am able, we are all able. So this uh, self-cherishing of like, oh, woe is me, how terrible it is. Um, there are people who are in war, who who suffer. There are refugees wandering, and so to to get over oneself, sometimes it is important to. Imagine the experience of another. So, for example, oh, my life is so bad, I could never do that. So imagine if you could not walk, yet you, you raced. Or you crawl. Yes. So, yeah, to to get over this idea that, oh, uh, my suffering is unique, um, it's a willingness to look around and to also look within. Do you... Th- uh, what's coming into my mind, Venerable, and again, I'll just remind everyone that if you have a question, you can raise your hand with a star two or type one in if you're online. And uh, one thought is uh, that's coming into my awareness now, Venerable, is the stories in the Native Americans when they would throw someone in a pond and uh where they might drown and they had to uh find within themselves that desire to rise above to live to survive yes that's not a story a lot of families still do that and my father threw me off the boat can can you ocean. tell yeah tell us the details if you wouldn't mind of uh, not necessarily of your story, but of that practice. Well, it it was a common practice that you you threw a child in the water, and uh, they would sink or swim. I think it's not just Native American. I think it was also a Sparta, uh, part of their culture, as well, and ultimately you. You do swim <laughs> because yeah. there's a natural, uh, just as there's a natural instinct for self-preservation, especially when we're young. Mm. Um, there's also a natural instinct to express wisdom and beauty, and uh, th- sometimes this natural wisdom instinct is 
uh, obscured by uh, a matrix of uh, not truth that becomes the belief system of a space-time and people agree to it or they decide to break free from it. Yes. Or let's say move through it and in the process uh, is transformed. Yes. Thank you. We have a couple of questions typed in, and uh, Kathy hey. Kathy asks, how do you not go crazy as you realize you are a part of everything? Um, actually, when it first begins uh, awakening, when you you hear people like there are radios uh, or you know where the places you can stand are, where you can hear the voice of many beings. Uh, so in in the process of awakening, there is that kind of wild, crazy period. And then you learn to modulate. And you those you're responsible for, you listen. You hear them more clearly, those who are your spiritual family, you hear them more clearly. Um, and sometimes there are such disturbances in the field. Many years ago, it was in the 70s, there was an earthquake in Central America, and about 25,000 people died in an instant as the lava overtook their village. And that was perceptible. But I've, it, it rocked the field. Uh, such a quick leaving. So we are connected and we make choices about the attenuation or the amplitude of the information flow. Uh, so there are times when we can hear people thinking about us. And without a spiritual practice, then one can uh, appear as mad and one could be go become mad. Uh, so... Yes, one hears, and one listens, and one responds with the prayer, may all beings uh, find their way to the shore, and may the, the causes of suffering, the causes of confusion, may they be transformed. Thank you. We have a question here from, uh, looks like James in Burlington. Uh, James, I'm going to unmute you now. Go ahead. Hi, Venerable. Good evening, James. 
I have a two-part question, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, as one lays down to sleep and then the rest state with a prayer and commitment to remember the work and the light that we're doing, um, yet it's not really remembered, um, or the dreams aren't being remembered, um, what is made of that? And then also, how else may one actualize remembering those dreams other other than the the commitment and the prayer and the, the intent to actualize it? In terms of the dream practice, it may take a while to remember, and uh, sometimes the memory comes when you're awake. So a good time to review what you think was not remembered from the dream practice is uh, between 1 and 3 in the afternoon. Sometimes they replay. When you sit in meditation, you can tune in to what occurred in the dream. Is clear? Yes, thank you. And the second part? Um, that was really the gist of it, I think. So, um, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, and we have a question from Shan who asks, would you be so kind as to speak some more about the sphere and interconnectedness? Thank you. Well, I got a new take on the sphere, uh, looking at something online about uh, intelligence gathering and how uh, there's one person, one circle, and then uh, looking at the conversations or the relationships of that one person uh, with other people and their relationships with other people and other people. And I thought, wow, that's um, cogent. It is so much like the human family that one person is related to another person. And here in Vermont, um, every second or third person is going to know you or someone close to you. Um, So this sense of uh, degrees of separation, I thought, is a good example of how, as human beings, we are connected. And my the old ladies in my family when I was a teenager, I guess to try to keep the girls from getting in trouble, they would say, remember, anyone you share saliva with, you're connected with them for your whole life. <laughs> I remember. Mm. thank you we have uh, Christine is raising her hand here I'm going to unmute Christine she has a question Um, I was just wondering does the form of the Moldavite um, when you wear it affect its properties whether it's faceted or it's just in its natural state such as, you know, in a wire wrapping, does that 
affect its properties much um, while you're wearing it? Well, the natural state or the flatter pieces that are formed into jewelry, uh, especially when held near the thymus, are, are very effective. And when it's formed into jewelry, it is more, um, how do you say, more cutting. It's very clearly showing the observer the the points where um, transformation can occur. I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. So you're saying if it's a flatter piece in the natural state, it's more revealing to the wearer? It, it's it's more revealing, and also it is. Um, supportive of the reawakening of the thymus gland and the energy centers within the head. And then when one wears it as a cut stone, uh, it is showing very uh, definite cleavage points in terms of belief systems. So here's where this thought is stored in these energy pathways, and this is when it was laid down, and here is its uh, resolution. So we would call that cutting away practice. Wow. <clears throat> okay, thank you. <clears throat> thank you very much. You're welcome. I just have a follow-up question, Venerable. What about wearing uh, Moldavite perhaps with other combinations of stones? Pearls are enhancers uh, of the Moldavite uh, energy potential uh, because they, in a sense, are formed by accretion. And so is our concept of self. And so the pearl uh, reveals the beauty of what was once an irritation. Ah, that is wonderful. Venerable Joanne has written in a question she asks regarding the left hand and the right hand where you said left was receiving and right is forgiving. How does that perhaps apply to other things as well, besides just holding the Moldavite, other applications in our life? Well, when you uh, look at some uh, mystic communities who practice dancing together, um, uh, when holding hands or dancing, left hand is up and uh, right hand is down. So it is touching the next person in line. The right hand is going over the left. And so you are acknowledging a continuity of energy information flowing within the circle. And humans do have polarity. You know, um, so 
there is a method called the shaking hand method of healing, where the right hand uh, calls uh, forth energy that the body may need, and the left hand uh, dispels and sweeps away uh, excess. When I do a prayer circle and we're holding hands, uh, I we always do the left down and the right, uh, rather the um, right down and the left up. And the way I learned to remember that and teach it to others was if it were left up to me, I'd get right down to it. <laughs> You come up with some very witty sayings, Jennifer. <laughs> well, I'm passing that one along. I didn't make it up, but that's that's uh, helpful to people if they'd like to remember that. And when everybody holds hands in the circle that way, it definitely has a different energetic than when people are doing different things. Mm-hmm. When we're all holding hands that same way. Well, we're we're coming to the close here, and I'm wondering if anyone has a final question. Star two to raise your hand. Ah, we have uh, someone here in Toronto. I'm going to unmute you. Go ahead. Hi, Venerable. It's Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Hi. It's really wonderful to be on the phone with you. Ah. I have a question about... Um, is it important to live outside of densely populated areas in order to co-create new ways of living with others, in order to be less constrained by the dominant thought forms of big cities, for example? Well, let's say it's a lot easier when you this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, occasionally uh, you can be called to the city as a duty station. I was called to move to Brooklyn many years ago from living by the shore, and uh, that was quite that was quite something. Oh. And there was benefit for all. Hmm. Yeah, there's something about my friends and I are trying to figure out how to live in in, in a co-op kind of a way, in a in a co-created kind of a way. It's requiring us to really challenge our thought forms around what community is. And there's something about, I wonder if we need to be away from a city so that we can let these new ways of being together emerge. Uh, Community is uh, a seed of love and courage in the heart and respect for one another and a willingness to grow together. And it can be anywhere. Um, In community, it is uh, having a shared spiritual uh, practice, something that you're focused on that unites you. Or it can be that you eat together every night, whatever is the the mortar Mm. that holds the group together. And then on a deeper level, community is also, wow, it's a spiritual relationship and it it began, wow, before now. 
So I have a sense of community of people through the phone, and I have a sense of uh, community of people who dance with me at the fire. Mm. And I have a sense of a spiritual connection or awareness of spiritual family that is a community that, um, you know, is all over the world. Um, so you want to honor what brings you together as people. Mm. What motivates you? And to honor that heart connection and the the mind connection that yes i we want to do something beneficial that's very important mm. mhm and uh, a willingness to to share <laughs> i i'm probably going over time i just want to say something uh, we uh, we're an international community living in a, a ski lodge uh, in the early 80s. It was it was an experiment. And in the morning, you could hear French, German, English, Cherokee, and Spanish, and Japanese being spoken. And we would say good morning in each one's language. So um, that was... Uh, what united us was the shrine room and practicing together twice a day. Mm. That was the, the glue. And the then the working things out, like who's going to go shopping, who's going to do this or do that, you know, rotated. Um, and sometimes things would be funny. So um, one day, uh, someone was complaining about the kids. They're too loud, they're too this, or they're too that. And uh, one of the ladies who was Japanese, she just cut to the chase. She said, kids, not bad, you're thinking bad. And so that's the biggest test in community, you know, what we think it is, and what we think others should or could do, and how we really are. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We may have gone over time, so may all beings realize their natural wisdom state. Where there has been the sound of war, let there arise the sounds of mediation. Where there has been drought, let gentle rains fall, nourishing the wisdom in all. Venerable, I'd love to 
Lead us in the long life prayer. Great lady of the Buddha families who holds the secret Vajrayana in the lotus grove of the teachings of the practice lineage, you are the glory of the Buddha's teachings and of sentient beings. Blessed of the Vajra Dakini, may your life, Dahani Iwahu, ever remain firm and long. Wado. Thank Wado. you. Thank you, said, Venerable. Oh, my joy and pleasure. So these conversations can and do continue through the night. And so write down any uh, thoughts or questions you may have and we'll get a chance to go more deeply in uncovering the answers that are within your hearts. Thank you. See you in the light. Good night. Good night.